Hey there, I'm JR. Welcome to the JR Show podcast. A special treat today out of Anderson, Indiana, comes a band called Sidewalk Prophets. And they've kind of quietly, over the span of 10 years, written some massive songs in faith-based music. Uh, The lead singer, Dave Fry, he is just this man of faith that I always learn a lot from. I am, of course, going to ask him uh, about perks of his parents' job. Let's get into it. Sidewalk Prophets, the guests today uh, for the JR Show podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please put your little paws together unless you're driving for today's special guest, Dave from Sidewalk Prophets. How are you, mate? So happy. Yes. So glad to be here. Well, a couple years ago, we we took a year off during the pandemic, yeah. you and I, from Absolutely. having you on the air. Um, and uh, But very excited to talk about, uh, we're going to play a new song during this chat. Great. Uh, and I have not had you talk to our audience about Chosen, which we've been playing for a while. So awesome, we'll, we're going to do all that coming up in just a bit. But I want to, um, earlier this year, I did something on the air that came from a conversation in the hallway mm-hmm. at our, at, you know, at the station. We've got all different ages. You know, I'm kind of in the middle. We've got older people. We've mm-hmm. got some. You're in that perfect spot. Yeah. <laughs> where I can relate with their music. Yes. And then I can relate with some of our people that are just hymns guys, you know. Yeah. But I, I was telling somebody, I'm like, Amazing Grace is like, yeah. that is the greatest song of faith in history. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else argued with me and, and said, I can only imagine was <laughs> yeah. sung around the world and everybody remembers where they were when they heard it. Mm-hmm. And then my friend Liv, she's like, Oceans, like the song Oceans just takes you to wow. step out on the water. So, and then 10,000 Reasons, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, let's take this to the people. And yeah. so on our Instagram, we created like an NCAA bracket where oh, we, we got it down to 16. Okay. And then we and everybody's going to disagree with who should have been on the 16, sure. but we put it out to the, on Instagram and allowed people week after week to whittle it. That's awesome. And so I'm going to give you the final four just to give okay, your take. Exciting, yeah. We ended the final four with, I can only imagine amazing grace. Just forget the version. It's just the song sure, in sure. general, uh, reckless love, yeah. Corey Asbury and Hillsong United's uh, Hillsong worships. What a beautiful name. Gotcha. Were the four we ended with. Gotcha. Which of those four would you have gone on to our Instagram and voted for, or is are we missing one? Yeah, where's come that fount of every blessing? Because to me, yeah. that is the OG. That like uh, I remember sitting in uh, for the first time, like hearing that hymn. I probably had heard it before, but like when I knew what a sonnet was, "Teach me some melodious sonnet sung by flaming tongues above." Mm. Like I remember thinking, "This is what Grandma was talking about when she says they don't make them like they used to." Mm. Like that language, that like cry of like God give me the song that the angels sing over you like I want to make you I want to worship you perfectly and yeah. like so come thou fount has always always been the one that is like this uh you know let thy goodness like a fetter bind my wandering heart to thee and like guiding me towards hopefully someday uh, people are raising their hands for the song that I wrote like that you know yeah. but at the same time just making it all all about him and so come thou fount is always going to be yeah. my favorite uh but I think out of those four, you know, like, I guess I'm old, old soul because you're right. Amazing Grace is just the thing. And, 
Uh, you can interweave it into songs. You can, you know, uh, you yeah. can just in the middle of an airport start singing it, yeah. and I guarantee somebody's going to join in. And, and, and non-believers play mm-hmm. it on bagpipes at funerals. Exactly. And like, and so I think that there's just something trans transcendent about that. Like, love to have been in the room when that was written, and like, oh yeah, felt the felt it, you know. But uh, and the backstory we get it was it Charles Wesley or John Wesley? Uh, I think it was Charles Wesley. Okay. Yes. But you know, let's to, not quote this. To be, <laughs> <laughs> to be bringing, yeah. you know, like the ultimate sin for us sure. in the Western world is you were a part of bringing slaves over, yep. and then you have this conversion experience, and this is the song Everybody's that is your welcome. penance almost. Yeah. Everybody's well. Everybody deserves that grace, whether we don't deserve it, but it's given, and that's oh, I love yeah. it. I love it. Before we get to New Sidewalk Prophets, let's go into the song we're, we've been playing throughout 2021, which is is yeah. chosen can you walk me up that song sure chosen uh is based on first peter 2 9 it says you're a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation god's special possession so you can declare the praises that called that called you uh called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light and uh you know that's just kind of been our cry over uh so many people for so long um there's a lot of depression anxiety fear i mean we kind of just went through it not knowing that this uh, year would happen and, and the last year and all these things we wrote that song you know before any of this was even thought of and and God has used it in our lives to say oh man there's people struggling with these exact things and just the other day um, you know my, my wife was saying man I, yeah I'd come home from the road and we had a rough time the bus broke down all these things were going on and I was just like man I'm so glad to be home and my wife said you were gone and my my old friend you know who's who's on the brink of divorce, uh, her husband heard Chosen, and it brought him to his knees. Ooh. And he was so touched by it to think that somehow he deserved to be spotless somehow. Like, it, he could go back and wash the slate clean. Like, he'd forgotten that that's what our God is about, that God of second chances and 70th chances. And where, uh, If you don't mind me asking, where were you when you penned that? Like, Sure. We were, I mean, we, it was my, my buddy Ben and I and, and our buddy Seth. And, uh, you know, Seth is so cool. Like, uh, he's re- for King and Country and, and, and so many artists on and on and on. And uh, we're sitting in his, like, little, he has an awesome, like, cave of wonders is what I like <laughs> to call it. And you're in this, like, wooden area, like, in his basement. And it's just the coolest studio. And uh, just thinking about, you know, thinking about that verse and what it means and, and just, just talking about, Hey, what's on your heart? Yeah. And that, those are the words that come pouring out. Like, I know this guy that's struggling with this and this girl that's struggling with this. Uh, and all of us have been, are, are called royalty. We're all called, yeah. you know, it, there's a lot but of people struggling with identity and I, I want them to know, Hey, God sees you. He chooses you. Your identity yeah. is that. Is it crazy though? In those writing sessions, this is something our listeners will never understand or mm-hmm. be able to be a part of is it's you, it's Seth, it's Ben. You guys are yeah. just in this little man cave and and you're like, what do you want to do? You have no clue that your mm-hmm. wife in years is going to yeah. say, while you're on the road, 100%. this guy's like, that's crazy 100%. stuff to me that I will never, as a non-songwriter, I'll never know that feeling. Yeah. Like something great. Well, we just all got notepads out or laptops yeah. out, but life change is going to happen when the process is done and we add music to it. Well, you think of like those artists, starving artists that die, like Vincent Van Gogh and all these people that made this art. And I think that hopefully when you're making music, that has to come from that genuine place. Like just a conversation amongst friends can turn into uh, just a a small piece of art uh, for better, for worse. Maybe it's just moves your heart, but maybe it moves 10 people's heart. But I think that that's it. Like you may never see, it's kind of selfish to want people to be changed by, but at the same time, like, when it's for the kingdom, when it's for God, like you put it in his hands and yeah. he says, I know you meant the song for this, 
but I want to use it for that person over there and that person who are going through completely different things, but they're all, what you're putting in here is going to be valid for a hundred different reasons because of me. And I think that you just have to surrender to that as a, as an artist that, that, you know, Christ is a part of what you're doing. It's an amazing journey. You never know where it's going to lead. I'm going to give this 10 seconds because so I don't bore the audience and I know it will. But Dave and I have been in the same yes. fantasy English Premier League yes. fantasy league for five, six, something like Soccer that. Soccer for the uninitiated. Yes. Football for right. the, the cool people. You've won the league. <laughs> the guy who started the league has written some of the biggest songs. Yeah. All of Francesca Battistelli's big hits were yes. made in his house. His name is Ian Eskelin. He was in a band called All Star United, which was huge back then. Love in Ian. Way. First two records of Sidewalk. Oh, oh really? Okay. Yeah. Well, all that to say, that's kind of our guilty pleasure that's mindless yes. as soccer nerds. But what for you um, is your guilty pleasure as far as on your phone is a time waster? This is the, yeah, 100%. I, my dream is is down the street at a place you might know called Disney World. And there's a game on the internet. It's so terrible. It's so stupid. And you build your own... Disney World Park, okay? My favorite ride is Splash Mountain, okay? I heard they're changing it. I apologize. I'm mad about it still because <laughs> I love it. I love the songs. I love everything. So I found out on this game, if you play it long enough, you can unlock Splash Mountain. In my head, I was like, I'm playing this game to get Splash Mountain. And it's and I st- I'm really close. And as soon as I do, I'm just going to be like, on my phone, it's, it will always be there, yeah. and I'm never gonna get rid of my phone because Splash Mountain will always be there. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I mean, you can, you know, you set up like, hey, there's Peter Pan's flight. Here's over here's, you know, Space Mountain. Is it an but app I'm, or a website? It's an app. Okay. It's like Disney Magic Kingdoms or whatever. And so it's it's just silly. Like, uh, you know, the, the, there's a spell you got to get rid of this thing. And but all I care about is getting to Splash Mountain. And once I do that, yeah. uh, I feel like I'll be on top of the world. But that is the thing I go to. You collect these little magic things. Oh and yeah. Open up different parks of the park, and <laughs> that's great. It's great. All the characters, Lion King, Nemo, all the things. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely worth It's completely worthless. Yeah, right. Uh, But someday I'll look down and I'll see Splash Mountain on my phone. I'll be like, son, (laughs) this was my ride. You know, this is is what your daddy loved. And now it's all captured right here. This phone right here is the only phone that has it in the country right now. It's like 2070 and... I still have an iPhone. We don't have phones in general. They're all in our ears. What are you talking about? (laughs) That's just a box, Daddy. That's Uh, mindlessness, yes. Let's go. um, How old is your your little one? One. Okay, so I just on Instagram, you know, you get to follow an artist when you don't see them all the time. But it's like, oh, Dave got married. Oh, Dave had a kid. Part of being a father now that was not in the brochure. Mm, everything <laughs> did you read the brochure? i didn't have a brochure no yeah. I, I read a lot of brochures i read a lot of books and uh and then you know and then everything was completely different from what yeah. the books were saying you know i think you know the the, the glaring one is sleep my son yeah. i pray this is a terrible prayer i prayed for my son to have musicians hours because i don't like waking up early well, the Lord heard me. Uh, he likes to stay up until 3, 2, 2. I was like, musician's hours are like maybe like 1 a.m. You're like, oh, I got to go to bed, man. Yeah. No, he, he was like super musician. Like He's like the closer. And he would stay up <laughs> until 3 a.m. for the entirety of his – until he turned 1. 
And now something happened, you know, on his birthday, he's now been sleeping 12 to 14 hours for the oh, last wow. month. And uh, it is like heaven on earth, man. <laughs> but yeah. like, up to that point, there was a lot of sleep deprivation. Do you like it when he stays up late because I, of your hours? I kind of did. Okay. Uh, secretly, don't tell my wife because she was like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. And we would go downstairs and we would play together. And, I, you know, like dads are, you're supposed to wind them down is what yeah. my wife would do. And then I would be like throwing them in the air and like, not right now. He's supposed to be winding down. Oh. But secretly, like, you know. That's my home. And, yeah. Because I get off at seven. Yeah. So by the time I get home, it's almost eight o'clock, and my bed. wife is like, "If he doesn't get to bed at a time, yeah, he's he's horrible at his homeschool the next day because yeah. you've kept him up." But I'm like, I don't see it's him. This boy. is. Yeah. Do you know comedian Nate Bargatze? Yes, I love Nate. I had him on the show. Oh, Toby so Mac cool. hooked it up because I heard that's that they so golf cool. together. I'm like, Toby, please. Yeah. So he called, but one of his bits is that because he's on the road so much, yeah. their daughter will come sleep in the bed with them because. For necessity that he doesn't see them very much, he's like, "No, we're gonna. I'm here for three days. We're gonna be in the bed. Mm. Maybe it's not the most healthy thing sure. in the world, but for us, it works yeah. because of his hours and the like." I think that's it. Like, what, yeah. you have to find what works for you in being yeah. musicians and coming home. You know, whether that be homeschooling, whether that be you know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, taking a day of the month to go to the. You just like this is. We're just all about what. What do you want to do today? But there's going to be something that works for you. And the other thing I've learned is mothers are the most amazing people. Oh yeah. Life. My wife, the selflessness that it requires to take care of a child. Like the, the dudes are just like, what can I do? What can I do? And a lot of it is just like, you can't. Like this is, you know, I'm yeah. gonna go go into this trench and and you just be there to support me. And yeah, uh, super grateful for my wife. You know. Yeah. Let's walk up the the new song. Um, I believe it now. Yeah. From Sidewalk Prophets, can you give me DNA of this? Sure, it's another one that, like, you know, uh, we, we wrote all of our songs. The album was supposed to come out in, in March of 2020, and it got yeah. pushed back, but uh, uh, no, not knowing what was on the horizon. And, and so with this song, you know, uh, kind of pulled it out of, uh, in the book of Mark, there's a, a man that says, Lord, I believe, help me with my unbelief. Mm. He comes to Jesus. He's, his son has just been healed. And uh, even today, like we were just talking, there's there's things Jesus morphs, like these songs that you've written, and you didn't, don't even know if you realized you were intending on putting this. But Ben and I were talking. Jesus says in that, hey, a demon like this that comes out of your son, it takes prayer. And I thought, you know, that's very a very powerful thought that, all these demons in our lives, I mean, Satan is on the prowl mightily in so many parts of, of our hearts and, and, and every single day. It's a spiritual battle. It's a real thing. And I think that without that relationship, without actually praying, I mean, how many times have you have you prayed today? And we're supposed to pray ceaselessly. How many, how many words from the Bible have you read today? And I know that sounds like old school or whatever. Man, that's it. Like that's the life, the blood. And so when you when you do those things, man, it prepares your heart. Uh, and then walking through those those demons of life, walking through those tragedies. Uh, so many times, I get angry, I get frustrated, I have that anxiety, and I just want to scream at God. And uh, I'm a huge fan of C.S. Lewis and, and mm. literature, and he had a book called The Grief Observed, where he's just angry at God for 99% of this book. And then the last chapter is just this beautiful apologetic, like. God was big enough to handle that. He mm. was big enough for my outburst and my anger that was very warranted. You know, he had a wife that passed of cancer. In the middle of it, there was no way you could say to him, consider it pure joy when yeah. your wife is facing cancer. Consider it pure joy when you're... And, but at, in hindsight, when you look back on it, you couldn't see what God was up to. But now, like looking back, you're like, man, thank you for those days. They brought me closer to you. You were closer than I could ever dream. And so that's what that song's about. All about you. Some days you say, I, I couldn't see it then, but I believe now. I believe that you were there the whole time. I'll roll into it. You remind me of 
when uh, Mark Hall, when casting came out with I Heard the Bells, mm. the story behind it, I had no clue about that it was a poem by, um, who's the dude? Anyway, famous poet. Mm-hmm. And and uh, he wanted to cover it because that guy only wrote I Heard the Bells because his wife died in a house fire. And all it was during the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. And so every the whole world was in misery. But every Christmas, the bells would still ring. He's like, that's bonk. Yeah. My wife just said, there's no hope. Yeah. There's no. Yeah. But he, like your guy, he came around in the end. He's like, those ring because he is still the. So yeah. that just reminded me of it. Like, it's like it is well. Yeah. The guy's whole family dying. And, yeah. Um, let, I, I'm going to hit you with one silly, one relatable, serious right here. Um, this has nothing to do with sidewalk profits, but I know that you're, you know, just being a, you know, a, a good man of faith, mm. um, which is great for us as artists to to know that we're not dealing with a bunch of rock stars that are all yeah, about this house. <laughs> but, but yeah. prayer is a universal thing. Any believer has to square with. It's kind of, it's in the circle of no matter where you are in your faith, prayer has to be talked about. Mm-hmm. But it's not an easy thing. No. So my question for you would be. How do you deal with um, distract? Well, you got a little one, so there's a distraction. But also, just times where melancholy. Yep. Okay, I'm here. I get a quick moment to address the Abba, you know, your your yeah. father, and then, but it's not clicking. It's not happening, or you're distracted. You're thinking about the day. How do you personally center yourself in prayer? Yeah, I'm I'm super grateful. Again, you know, my wife has been such a, a beacon in that. Um, just reminding me, like when we're apart. Uh, we make sure we read a book of the Bible uh, when we wake up the first thing, and we we just send a text to each other. Hey, man, in Hebrews, this really t- this really hit me today, and and so there's that. It's starting with the word, and then you know, and then we we kind of text out a little prayer for the day to each other. And I think that that's a powerful thing. I'm so grateful for her. But even you know, even before I was married, before that, um, it's really up to you, you know. And and it's a hard thing. But in the in the bunks when I'd wake up on tour, uh, it's dark, and you're like, man, it'd be so easy to just get on my phone and get that splash mountain going uh, but but no like i need to stop like uh the phone is such a beautiful thing and it's also such a detriment uh but to open up my bible app and spend some time there and really just just say god before i even start reading to say god show me what you want me to see today and um it sounds simple uh it's it's actually absolutely hard to, yeah. do, to 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 discipline yourself into that that space of just spending time and even throughout the day like you were saying today uh, you know being real like coming here to this beautiful you know beautiful place and and seeing so many people there was an anxiety in me like I've been not doing this. It's been me, my son, and my wife for a year and a half. And uh, there's like a thousand people, you know, yeah. to, to see today. Uh, I just asked God, I was like, man, help me with help me with this. Like, I don't know why I'm struggling with this right now, but, you know, Satan's telling me that I'm this and this and this. And I need yeah. to need to be reminded that you're going to go before me. And, and well, I, I, I just struggle with the, the silence of mm-hmm. the connect. Mm-hmm. And Timothy Keller. Yeah, Tim Keller's amazing. He had this great... Even he struggles with it. And he's like, when he hits that place where he's like, are you even yeah. her? Well, who am I talking? He re almost like control alt delete goes mm-hmm. back. He'll, he will start praying out the Lord's prayer just as a re center. Yeah. Yeah. Those words kind of go, here we go. Sure. Let's try again. Uh, Mark yeah. Hall prays with his eyes open. Dude, he cannot it. close his eyes because he'll, his 80, he'll start to his, his yeah, mind. So everybody's oh, I different. Mark. Yeah. I love Mark. Yeah. But anyway, so just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Let's go last one. Uh, this has been my home run question. I've been loving this year right. is, is uh, my father worked at a grocery store for 40 years. 
hated it. But 40 years is like a long time. And his job was to take all the price changes that would come in every day. And he would go with his little cart Mm. and change the price tags on whatever needed to be changed. Eight hours. (laughs) But when the store would close and I, if I rode my bike down to the grocery store, the whole grocery store was closed and just us. Mm. And I would sprint down the aisles Mm. and nobody else can say that. Nobody else can do that. Yeah. But that was the, perk of my parents job what was it for you perk of a parent's job yeah how perfect man uh so my mom was so i'll give you both parents my okay. mom was a teacher and she taught first grade and it, my perk was you know realizing that teachers are human beings because my mom was one so i was a lot i think a lot more respectful because i was like yeah i know what my mom comes home and like is, sits on the couch like how did i make it through today but she also had oregon trail uh <sighs> and max were like they were thousands of bajillions of dollars so i would go to her while at summer she would go and prepare a classroom and i would go and i would sit and i'd play oregon trail for like an hour and a half and he'd be like dang, I made it, you know, or I died of dysentery six times, but I made it. And uh, so that was amazing. And then for my dad, my dad was a movie theater manager. Talk about perks, man. Oh, wow. I remember like one summer, um, I had, a, I had like a week off of work. I worked at Red Lobster and then uh, one summer I had a week off and I literally just sat and played Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time on the Nintendo 64, went to my dad's work and I saw like three movies and I'm like, this is the most <laughs> worthless thing I've done. But it was so like, I'll never forget. And then after it's over, my dad is, uh, has to reset the film. It wasn't digital. So he's huge things right. of film up in the film room and I'm sitting there and I'm like, what are they watching down there? And I'll say, Oh, uh, that's, that scene's terrible. Like you, yeah, you can't look bummer. at that. And like, you know, like, you know, you just, but it was just amazing to be up in that, in the rafters of that movie theater, watching people in the silent rooms, just like, you know, being entertained. And, oh, and, yeah. and one of the biggest perks was when star Wars uh, came out that, that uh, Phantom Menace, uh, the first reboot or whatever, I got to see it. My dad could not open it. It was digitally locked until midnight, and he had to open it, assemble it, and then preview it. And so it, it didn't get it previewed until 1 in the morning, and that is a three-hour film almost. And so we walked out. The sun is, like, almost starting to rise, and I'm like, I've already seen Star Wars. Oh, like, wow. I'm going to tell all my friends. And, like, so, yeah, this is a lot of perks. And, uh, yeah. I'm, you know, those little simple things that you're like, man, I'm super blessed. Yeah. I'll just tell you off the record, Mike, we, he was loving on you today, by the oh, way. He I was like, yeah, he was like, thanks, my God. Blah, blah. But he's, he's both his parents were civil, cert, like low end jobs as mm. civ- both in the same building, civil servants. I'm like, where is he going with this? Yeah. How, what's the perk of both parents being working in a building in downtown Pensacola? Yeah. And he's like, I say all that to say it was right next to a Hardee's. <laughs> and- <laughs> And he's like, that was the time of my life. I met the chicken biscuit. <laughs> or no, the sausage biscuit or something. Sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. Oh, like, I know that. I'm like, where is he going with this? That's this hilarious. is going to be really boring. Like, what? Real de- yeah, hey, hilarious. I got to play with all the pins. No. No. That's Arties. when I met the sausage <laughs> biscuit. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it's true. Oh, I watched, it, I watched a movie with Jerry Seinfeld. Like, there's so many things that my Peyton Manning's. Uh, I'm a huge Colts fan, and yeah. Peyton Manning was in the theater with my dad. And, Is uh, Evansville? In Terre Haute, Terre Haute, okay. Indiana, and they were doing their training camp. And somehow Peyton, you know, came in the back, got to see this movie. One thing, like his cell phone dies middle movie, and he comes out. And he's like, "Can I? Can I borrow like your?" I will, you know, pay whatever to, to use the phone of the theater. And my dad's like, you can use my cell phone. And he's like, I'll, he was offered to pay it for the entire year of my dad's 
sprint contract. And is that full like, digital? He's so like, I, I was like, data. Yeah, and he's dad's like, no, no, no. He goes, if you would sign my son's hats, they were Colts Super Bowl hats, and he and then he's like, they that would be the biggest thing. And he's like, absolutely. And that's like, oh, wow, yeah. Peyton Manning, Jerry Seinfeld, watching Cloverfield. Yeah. At the end of the movie, he stood up and he looked at my dad, dad and I, and he goes, "That wasn't very good, was it?" <laughs> and we're like, "No, it wasn't." And I didn't even realize Larry David was next to him. Oh, like, I wow. didn't know who he was. Yeah. Uh, and Jeez, was those so are cool. legends of comedy. Going wow. through Terre Haute, AMC, man. Yeah. The only thing I think of when I think Terre Haute, all my family's from Indiana. Like yeah. grandparents, nobody mm-hmm. lived there. It was before gotcha. Europe. To Indiana, to Seattle. That's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, Wait, why are we here? Let's go to Seattle. They're running from something. <laughs> yeah. But that Terre Haute always reminds me of the Christmas story. Ah, the line stretched all the way to Terre Haute. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you hear Claude Howard? Uh, yeah. Or, yeah. Let's, let's finish right here with a... The album from Sidewalk Prophets came out in July, and um, I believe it now is on that album as well, and Chosen. Chosen as well. Uh, on there. So... Hey, always, uh, always appreciate the time. Thank you for dropping by. Honor and a privilege. Love you, brother. There you go. That's got to be his answer for Perks of Parents' Job. It's got to be one of the best ones so far to have a dad that ran a movie theater. That's, that's pretty awesome. Love that guy. Their album came out back in July. Let's do this. I w- just want to encourage you to go hit subscribe on the JR Show podcast so you'll be alerted when the next uh, interview comes about. Um, also, you can follow us on Instagram. Um, we'd love that five-star review. And again, don't forget to hit subscribe. Next episode is going to be a very powerful speaker, Charlotte Gamble. She's an Englishman and she's going to, or an English woman, and she's going to be the next episode. That's a couple of weeks away, so hit subscribe. You'll know when when it's available. As always, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Poop, poop, peace.